It is important to remember as you go through life that there's always somebody watching. We'll talk about it today on a daily Bible study with Pastor Mark. Acts 16 continues to give us a perspective on Paul's missionary journey. We're actually in this chapter introduced to a young man named Timothy, who was somebody that became a pastor in the church. And in fact, Paul ends up writing him two letters under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit that became part of the canon that are great books now for pastors to read. And we get a a lot of instruction and I would call them guidebooks for how to be a minister of the gospel of Christ. We're introduced to the, to this young man, Timothy, in this chapter and how Paul really took him under his wings. Then we're also introduced to a woman named Lydia. Lydia lives in a town called Philippi, and she becomes a tremendous encourager to Paul in multiple instances in his life. And she is a woman of influence, and she has a tremendous amount of wealth. She opens her home to Paul, and he is able to do his ministry basically out of her house. But what this chapter is the most famous for is what happens at the end of the chapter. Now, Paul and Silas are ministering in this city, Philippi, and there is a demon-possessed slave girl who is following them around, and, and creating a scene. It says that she, in verse 17, she followed Paul and us, crying out, these men are servants of the Most High God who proclaim to you the way of salvation. And this she kept doing for many days. Paul, having become greatly annoyed, turned and said to the spirits. He doesn't speak to the girl. He speaks to the demon that is possessed the girl and says, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her And it came out that very hour. Now, notice that she's a demon-possessed slave girl who is able to predict the future. So somebody owns her, and, and somebody is profiting off of this demon that has supernatural gifts. And so when Paul casts this demon out, the girl, in a sense, loses her superpower. So this man that owns her, or the, or men that own her, or men or women that own her. It doesn't really exactly say. It just says that she has some owners. When they realize that this girl has no more help from the demon, she, she can't do them any good. Well, now they've lost money. And man, you mess with somebody's checkbook and you mess with them. And so verse 19 says, when her owners saw that their hope of gain was gone, They seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace before the rulers, and they end up getting thrown into jail, and they say that they're causing a disruption in the city, and they're they're brought into the jail, and it says that they are beaten with rods. It says when they inflicted many blows upon them, they threw them into prison, ordering the jailer to keep them safely. Having received this order, he put them into the inner prison and fastened their feet in the stocks. But then 25 is so key. It says, About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. It's really the greatest line of the whole chapter because it emphasizes to us that these men have been unrighteously, unjustly, 
arrested and placed in a prison. They have been beaten. This is not a good situation. They have every right in the world to complain about it and to be be upset about it. But instead of complaining, they choose to praise God and sing hymns to God. They took their eyes off of their situation and they got their eyes on the Lord. They got their eyes off of their pain, off of what they felt. I mean, this is not the kind of prison that we are familiar with. I mean, the prisons that we have now would be five stars compared to what Paul and Silas are dealing with. But yet they choose to focus on the goodness of God, and we know that it has an incredible impact not only on the leader of the prison, but also on many of the people in the prison because there is an earthquake, the doors are open, everyone's bonds were unfastened, the text says. When the jailer woke and saw that the prison doors were open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself, supposing that the prisoners had escaped. Paul cried with a loud voice, Do not harm yourself, for we are all here. The jailer called for lights and rushed in, and trembling with fear, he fell down before Paul and Silas. Then he brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? So their joy in the midst of their suffering caused people to say, There's something different about these guys. And then when this moment of crisis came, it gave Paul and Silas the opportunity to share the good news of Jesus Christ, because people were watching them, listening to them, and seeing how they respond, and they noticed the difference. Jesus, we want to be people who make a difference in our world. We want to be people who encourage others to follow you just by being around us, just by watching what we do. But we know that we need your help to Resist temptation to do the right thing, to follow you. We need your help to do it all. So would you please empower us and help us as we seek to live our lives for you. We pray this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Have a great Memorial Day, everybody. I'll talk to you tomorrow.